good. The bad. The ugly. Welcome to Sustain Nutrition's podcast, Chewing the Fat, where Joe and James will be discussing all things good, bad and ugly regarding training and nutrition. So pull up your pants, put your best foot forward and get ready for some serious oral pleasure. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Joe and James. Sustain. Nutrition. Chewing. The. Fat. Podcast. Why have we not stopped doing this? Episode. Oh, one two six. One two six. Apologies for possibly poor sound quality, but my microphones are working. Joe, what are we talking about? Talking about savior versus guide. Well, I think I said savior versus coach, so I'll probably use that on the thumbnail. <laughs> you know, that's good. Savior versus coach. It sounds quite religious, and we've missed Easter. So, what could we possibly be talking about? For me. It's the difference between having a coach, having someone who's a saviour, and oh, we'll just straight, jump straight in. Jump straight into some uh, examples of, uh, I suppose, like a saviour mentality, which is something we kind of uh, fell into slightly by accident, but we've pulled ourselves back out. I wouldn't say we were, we were uh, fully both feet into the saviour mentality. I'll just stop talking in riddles, and I'll start talking straight away. So I actually was talking about this on a call the other day with a client and talking about Sir Sir Joe Wicks. Is he a sir? He's going to be a sir soon, isn't he? Surely. OBE Joe Wicks. Um, his plan, not knocking his plan, or him as a person, before I get any hate, or his beautiful hair, his beautiful eyes, his beautiful abs. But that's a saving plan, as in... It tells you exactly what to do. Eat these foods in these quantities at these times and do these workouts and you'll get this result. And we know from our experience, particularly in the early days of Sustain, a lot of people came to us who had either completed Joe Wicks, whatever it was. I mean, they said the SS plan, but that was a very different one. Very different. And then were completely lost and just regained all the weight or just weren't able to just do the things that were required for that. It was just like, well, I can't do this 42 hours of meal prep per week, and I can't spend 16 hours in the gym per week, therefore I can't do this. Anything to add on that kind of saviour idea? No, there's different types of saviours, aren't there? And and like you said at the start, we, we half fell into it, but not fully. And I think that we did it in regards to the frequency of contact and the availability of, of ourselves as coaches rather than putting the onus onto the clients. We've always said you can eat and drink and exercise however you want. We will give you our suggestions. We'll give you recommendations. We'll look at what you're doing and ask you questions and coach around that. But the, the way that we delivered that service was quite in a, quite a savior mentality. We will speak to you every single day. We will drag people through this process. You know, we used to joke about calling one of the plans that we offered, the kicking and screaming plan, this idea that we will bring you through this process kicking and screaming. And that's great because it gets good results short term. But the negatives are then that goes completely against the name of our business. You, know, you cannot call a savior plan sustainable because you haven't taught anyone how to manage it. 
and it was just too much. It, there was no responsibility on the client. You know, there has to be a point where someone says, I'm still responsible for planning my meals and deciding what exercise I'm going to do. It's no good if I say to you, here are your meals, here's your exercise. You know, it's not prison. And the issue with that is then when that coach leaves, if the person hasn't developed those skills, that responsibility, that ownership, then the house of cards comes crashing down, which is obviously what happened a lot with the Joe Wiggs. It's what happens a lot in fat loss in general. Fat loss is a collection of, or you know, health and happiness and lifestyle and exercise is a collection of very difficult habits, a lot of them. And so if someone is telling you what to do and you haven't changed those habits and you haven't become more aware of your behavior patterns or your thought processes, I was going to swear, then you're buggered <laughs> because you haven't got the things that you need to be able to do it long term. And so I think that's the, the clarification with regards to, yeah, Joe Wicks' stuff was, was being a savior in regards to here's the meal plan, here's the exercise plan. And we didn't do that, which I'm you know, pleased about. But then also... I don't really look back on some of that, some of our approaches, coaches, and think that was the right thing to do. I think that now we have a better balance of that. And there's kickback to that. There was kickback before when we didn't do meal plans and say this was your exercise. And there's kickback now when we don't say to people, we're going to coach you six days a week. But ultimately, we are doing that at the detriment of our clients' results. It's a bit like if you're an overeager parent and you step in every single time something goes wrong and people can't learn, children don't learn, they become too reliant on their parents, they don't become functioning adults and ultimately that's what we were doing with sustain is people were too reliant on us because we were there anytime the, the ball was dropped and people weren't able to learn on their own yeah it's, it's, oh, it feeds into our egos a little bit because you want all these people need me they need me they need my advice they want me a little bit but there's got to be more autonomy there's got to be you know something where big fans have ownership over the choices and like i said not just joe wicks on that kind of savvy plan but even things like Weight Watchers, Slimming World, you know, anything. And, and the sad thing is that clients will then blame themselves when that finishes, when that savior plan, whatever it is, whatever it may look like, finishes and then they can't maintain that, then they'll blame themselves, which is, you know, again, something that we really want to step away from. We want to upskill people, give them what they need to be successful, which includes a lot of ownership. Like you've got one of your choices. You know, we can ask the right questions, but we can't give you the answers because if we give you the answers, you're not learning anything. And the caller, when I said I, it was, uh, she was a teacher. I was speaking to her and I kind of said, right, when I started learning kind of basic French, I was good at it. So I got put into the higher classes. But then when I started to struggle, I just copied off all the smart kids around me. And then they put me in for the really high exams. And I did horrendous. I got an F, which I jokingly said, F for French. Very good. Thank you. But that was because I had saviors around me who'd just be like, I'd be like, what's the answer? And they go, this. I'm like, perfect. What's the answer? This. Perfect. I've not learned anything. So then when I got stuck in there on my own, I'm like, right, now I've got to answer this. I've got no one to copy off. I haven't got a clue what I'm doing. Now um, I'm F4. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Flippantly. Yeah. Um, sorry. Just my washing going. Um, so that's the kind of the difference. If I'd have stuck it out and maybe took that French has just gone, you know what, I'm struggling at this level, let me drop down a little bit and take something more at my pace and learnt it in a fashion that worked for me, then I'd be able to say more than where is the rabbit in French right now. And there's the irony there, isn't there? Because there's people who look for the saviour and then there's people who reject any help whatsoever. And I think that's one of the, probably the bigger issues you see is too many people 
looking at this and going, well, do you know what? I'm just going to learn French on my own. There's a lot of French people. That's really easy. I'll just pick it up. Well, you can do that. And if you walk around Paris for long enough and, and say bonjour and parlez-vous anglais and everything else, then, well, you won't if you ask them if they speak English. But the more often you are then um, submitted to that, the more successful that you'll be. You know, you'll get there in the end. But the problem is you're then relying on time and yourself. And actually, it's just the most inefficient way. It's, you know, I think it's Paul Mort calls it the dummy tax is that you'll get there in the end and you'll have that sense of self-satisfaction that you did it on your own. It'll take you 10 times longer. And actually, when it comes to fat loss, you probably won't get there on your own, with all due respect. If you look at the rates of being overweight and obesity and long-term weight loss, they're really, really low. And so investing in yourself, having a guide, having a coach, having someone to teach you these things is harder than the savior option. It's more expensive than doing it on your own. But it then gives you that blend of being able to learn from people who are successful and be able to do the results long term. And ultimately, you know, by all means, you could do these things on your own if you want to. I'd rather invest in myself and get someone who's walked that path, who's picked up the, the skills that we have and taught those skills to other people and effectively helped people longer term because it's going to save you a lot of time and exertion and frustration in the long run. Yeah. I, I... The job as a coach is to kind of not dumb things down because that sounds very really negative, but it's like, right, it's our passion to do this. This is our passion. This is what we love to do. This is what we do really well. You know, that's why we run, a, a, you know, sustained nutrition. So for me, I just need to tell the client what they need to know or teach them what they need to teach. I don't need to teach them the, you know, incredible, the, what's the word I'm looking for, Joe? Intricate details of amino acids and biological availability of proteins and things like that because they don't need to know that what they need to know is right we need to eat this much more protein because of the x y and z so indeed you can go off and you can study all these things and you can learn all about nutrition and fat loss and everything but that's going to take a ton of time and it might not be of interest to you you might just want the end result and that's why you know people pay for mentors and tutors and all these other things because that's someone else's passion. That's someone else's interest. So you can shortcut and you know reduce a lot of tears and tantrums by just you know speaking to an expert and having them teach you what you need to know. There's that irony too, isn't there? You know, with the the Joe Wick stuff and kind of where we started as well. I suppose I'm sure where everyone has to start is that you focus just on the food and the drink. And the number of times I've heard someone say, "I know what to do. I'm just not doing it," and then you say to them. So when do you eat high-calorie food? When I've had a bad day. Okay, so what's the best way to get through having a bad day? Uh, go for a run. Well, how many times have you done that? None. Okay, so you don't know what to do then, do you? You don't know. You know what you should be eating, but you don't know how to handle your emotions. You don't know how to build a more resilient mindset. You don't know how to assess your food when things haven't gone right. So whilst you know what to eat, that's not the issue here. The food that you put in your mouth is not the problem. It's, it's the symptom, not the, the root cause. Your, your food decisions are driven by the way that you think. And because you don't know how to change that, that's why you're spinning your wheels saying, well, I know how many calories I should be eating, how many grams of protein. That's easy. I can t anyone can find that. Go online now. Go on MyFitnessPal. Put in your high age, weight, and, and uh, physical activity levels approximately. That's how many calories you should be eating. If you don't lose weight on that, drop it by 10%. There you go problem solved 
sadly that's not the case and I'm not doing this to be an arse I'm doing it because that's how 98% of people start if not more because it makes sense you eat too much change what you eat but these problems run deeper than that and so you have to then I'll bring us back around to what the subject of the podcast is soon enough you have to then change the things that are needed and having a savior having someone to to drag you through that process will get you the right result you want short term but it won't do it long term and so you have to be willing to put the time and effort in to upskill yourself to be able to do this longer term. You can't look at this as a quick fix, but this is something that, you know, it's not like your driving test. You don't have lessons for six weeks and suddenly you've mastered that skill. This is a habit that people have had. You know, if you've been driving badly for decades and decades and decades, you would not then be able to just turn that around on your own. You'd not be able to turn that around in six weeks. It would take constant effort. You'd learn the skills, but it's the application of those skills consistently that's needed. Yeah, no, it's not as simple as changing what you eat. It's more complicated and it's changing why you eat. That's the the biggest thing I think we need to get through to people. Like you said, you know, you get people just like getting frustrated with themselves again because you heard this, you know, rammed down your throat. It's just calorie deficit. Just eat less, move more. Fat loss is simple. Just calorie deficit. Like, Jesus Christ. We're still banging that same drum. Like, let's look at why you can't stick to a calorie deficit. And when people say, like, I know what I should be doing, like you said, no, you don't. Because you don't have the skills required to fix those problems. That's, you know, again, you know, I was speaking to a lady the other day and she was saying that, like, oh, I've identified that it's a low self-esteem and self-worth that's causing to overeat. I said, okay, do you, how are you going to cope with that? You know, how are you going to fix that issue? How are you going to work on that? She's like, I don't know. Okay, well, that's where you need to concentrate on because if you don't fix that, then the overeating and the weight is going to continue to go. It's not going to fix itself. And that's the danger with awareness, isn't it? Because it feels good. You feel like you found the root of the problem. You know, it's a bit like saying, I know where my tire's flat. It's got a nail in it. That's great. I don't know how to change a tire. So I'm then buggered again because I can see what the problem is. I found it. That feels like a success because before I was driving around and my car's banging around. So you feel like you've made progress. You haven't. You've just found the area that I need to work on. Yes, you've made progress. It's not a problem with the engine or the, the boot or the pedals or whatever else comes in the car. It's a problem with that, that you know, the front left tire. If you don't know how to change that tire, then your awareness is useless. You, know, you can't suddenly become an AA mechanic because you can identify which tire's flat. And it's, it's then just being aware of your own limitations. People, you know, it's because you found a problem is not all you need. You need to then have that diverse skill set to process these different things i'm going to do a, a video on this today so this might be a double for people i found out today i'm in the process of selling my house and there are quite a few problems with it and immediately so i'm uh, a bill to the tune of eighteen thousand pounds i started to have this flap about it i thought use some of the stuff that you know here so i labeled my emotions i did some grounding exercises i worked on some deep breathing i looked at what i could change and what i couldn't it's more deep breathing and suddenly a lot of those negative emotions because i've gone into a panic about oh, it feels like i'm going to lose all this money it's just an immediate reaction and actually now 40 minutes later i've got a slight feeling of anxiety in my chest but 95 percent of that's gone i'm certainly not going to binge i'm not panicking now these are the skills that people are missing because to get news that it might be about to cost you £20,000 is quite shocking news. Because most people, you know, get frustrated over someone cutting up when they're driving. 
or their kid being rude to them. So if you can learn these skills, I've taught these to people who've gone through really, really difficult, traumatic periods of time in their life. If these skills can be used for those things, then they can sure be used for the smaller things that go on in people's life day to day. But if you haven't learned them, if you haven't practiced them, you know, I've learned this stuff years ago, but it takes a long time to, have to catch yourself in that moment and go, you're doing that thing, use those skills. And that's the, that's the bit that's hard, ingraining those habits. It's not about finding, it's not about learning the knowledge. It's about doing it often enough that it's then there when you need it. And that's coaching. Yeah. That's, that's the, you know, a key difference, I think, you know, for me is saviouring, you know, or being a saviour is telling people the exact answer is do this, do that, you'll be successful. Whereas that coaching bit is teasing out and teaching you know, the right ways to do things so, so that people are learning, I suppose, instead of, you know, me coming along and just filling out people's sums. You know, when Magnus starts doing his maths, I'll be teaching him maths. You know, me going writing in all the answers or me showing him how to work it out himself so that he'll build that skill up for later life and not be as bad as me at maths. Absolutely. I'm not sure how old he'll be when he'll take me over on the, the maths. No, Dad, Dad, you've done that wrong. Like, oh, pass me the abacus. <laughs> Sweet. Sounds okay. like a short one, but I think we've got it all out there. So you stop looking for a saviour. Start looking for a coach. We're not going to save you either. <laughs> well, we'll help you save yourself. There you go. SOS. Um, so, guys, as always, don't forget, like, subscribe, leave a review. Join our free fat loss community for our free fat loss mini course. We'll be talking all things mindset. And we've just got a brand new members area open on the website, too, that is chock full of guides that we're going to keep on adding to to help you help yourself. Okay. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. You can't wave on a podcast, Joe. You've got to say goodbye. Goodbye.